Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You don't know the power of the dark side. I have a tender spot in my heart. Cripples, bastards, and broken things. What about second breakfast? I have an army. We have a hulk. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. This is a tasty burger. Now tell him to suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Film Optics Podcast. And today we're going to be covering the 2020 Golden Globe Award nominations. My name is Christian, and as always, I'm joined by Devin. How are you doing today, buddy? Hello. How, how's your day been, man? H- happy Monday, you know, B- back in that work week grind and Christmas. I'm feeling, gold- I'm feeling golden today. How about you? I'm, I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty golden myself. You know, Christmas is a few weeks away. The Golden Globe nominees were announced early, early this morning. I and none up. of us expected it. I wasn't expecting it at all. And honestly, I totally forgot that it was happening. I woke up, uh, you know, used the bathroom and checked my phone really quick. And I was like... Oh, but wow, the, the nominees are like t- today. It was like, yeah. oh, you know, like what time? And it was like, oh, 7 a.m. our time, uh, Central, I believe. And I was like, well, crap. <laughs> now I got to like the Oscars it. little brother showing up. Yeah, the Oscars little brother. It is award season. You know, we are, we are pretty much deep into the award season. We have the Spirit Awards. A lot of the um, uh, city film critic awards throughout the country are, you know, giving out their awards as well. So we're we're full speed ahead, honestly. So um, and before we begin uh, today's nominees. Um, You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And also, we have a giveaway going on right now for the Rise of the Planet of the Ape trilogy or the entire trilogy for Matt Reeves' Planet of the Apes movies uh, for digital code. And that will be going through until the what was it december 15th so next sunday so um i'll keep put a link in the description um here and it's also on a pin tweet on our twitter page so now they got all that nonsense out of the way let's let's get into it devin i've been waiting let's to talk it. about this all day so yeah, first i think uh, we got a little competition going on here I, I believe so. So we're going to be uh, guessing ourselves to see who wins each category. Um, we haven't really figured out what happens to the person who loses the bet. I guess I, just I have an idea. What, 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 what is it? Whoever loses has to watch Aquaman. Oh. It's pretty high stakes. That is high stakes because I absolutely hate that movie. Um, all right, yeah, let, let's 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 do it. Let's do it. I'll I'll, I'll post pictures if, if if I lose, just to prove a point. You know, prove when that I'm actually lose. watching it. When I lose, okay. Definitely, that's like he has some insider information. I mean, he might. Maybe I, I don't do. know. I mean, I, I, Devin has his people. I, I have, I, I don't have people. So it is what it is. But let's just start with the, uh, the big one here, shall we? So um, it's going to be uh, the best motion picture drama, and we have five, ca- uh, five nominees for this. The first one up on our list is 1917 by DreamWorks Pictures. Uh, we have The Irishman, uh, Netflix, Martin Scorsese film. We have Joker, Warner Brothers Pictures coming in hot. And we also have Marriage Story, another Netflix uh, produced show with uh, Heyday Films. 
and the two popes which is again we got three netflix best motion picture dramas for for this um category so when does the two popes come out i don't know if it's out yet i thought it was already out but i could be wrong because i know there are a few on here that um let's like like a little woman in bombshell that haven't uh dropped yet but I don't believe it's come out yet. I could be wrong, but let us know, um, you know, in the comment section down below if you're listening to this on YouTube. But um, I mean, first, I, I, thing, first things first, where is Parasite? Yeah, honestly, there are a lot of things missing from here. And I did see 1917 and it was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. Literally I'm excited. The, the entire movie is just one take. Like there, there's, it's, there's no, you know, editing it's just sounds, all... sounds like bird man yeah yeah pretty much pretty much <laughs> um but yeah i i don't know man there, there are a few missing from this category but i would definitely say that this is a uh stacked category but i don't know i mean yeah i i would have wished to see um maybe I, I would love to see honey boy up here but parasite definitely i think um deserves a spot in here so what uh, movie would you take out if you if Parasite was in this category? Well, I haven't seen the two popes, um, so I guess by default I would take that out. Oh, I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised you didn't say the Irishman because technically you I didn't. Seen... I didn't hate the Irishman. Right. Yeah. We but both of. I mean, what it was like 18 percent of people on Netflix actually finished the film. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think Martin Scorsese knows how to uh, Netflix. Um, but hey, I mean, I'm all glad I had to do was break it up into a series. Could have been so much better. Could have been a series or like a part one, part two. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but then, but then I sometimes I feel like if you would have broken it up into a series, people would have just blown through it anyway. So I don't know. It's it's you know it's, it's a coin toss in the air. So I that, that that's beyond my you know judgment. But yeah, I would definitely have to agree. Um, being two popes of uh, the two popes is the only one that I haven't seen. Um, I'll definitely going to give it a um, a viewing, but yeah, I, I would probably take out two popes and put in Parasite, and that to me would be honestly a better overall uh, drama. But from the from the uh, nominees that we do have, who do you think is going to take home the gold? I think the Irishman's going to take it home. That's my selection. Uh, really. Yep. Uh, why? Why, Devin? Why? It's, I mean, it's not. It's not what I want. It's, it's what I what I think is gonna happen. Okay. I win. Okay. What do you want to win? Um, between Joker and Marriage Story, because you haven't seen 1917 yet. Yeah, not, I haven't seen 1917. I guess. Touch your feelings. You know it to be true. I don't know. It, it 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 is tough, honestly, because I mean, even I feel like it's harder for me because I've seen four out of the five um and i know i've been you know pushing the marriage story train for forever and ever um i don't think the irishman would be my first it would probably be hmm i would i would say marriage story number one but i would put man that's hard I guess I would put Marriage Story will be my number one pick. And then, ooh, if I'm choosing between Joker and 1917, this is hard. I'm probably going to say 1917 over Joker. 
and then the Irishman, and then the two popes. So marriage story for one, for sure, 1917. Then the Joker. As, as much as I do love the Joker, I think 1917 definitely has more of a dramatic feel to it um, over Joker. But yeah, I, I I think that would be my so so, what, Mary, so what's your what's your official choice? My my so my official choice is going my, my official choice is going to be Marriage Story. It, 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 All it right, just mark, yeah. mark it down. Mark it down. All right, so I'm I'm putting it in my phone. Marriage Story number one overall pick of the night. All right. Uh, so and you're you're choosing the Irishman. All right. So it's Marriage yeah, Story. Yeah, I'm, I'm marking up this PDF. Oh my, man, my end. Oh my gosh! Mayor's story versus Irishman. Who's gonna win? I I honestly don't know because you got different people on two different sides sides there. All right. So this next one's very easy for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it actually is. It's super easy for you. So the second, uh, well, excuse me, the next category uh, here is going to be best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama, and the nominees are uh, Cynthia Ervo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Uh, is it Sarosi Ronan? Sersha. Sersha. That's that's Saoirse how you Ronan. pronounce. Saoirse Ronan. Some, it's something like that. I like that. Saoirse Ronan. That is. That's right. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women and uh, Char Charlie's uh, Theron for Bombshell and Renee uh, Zellweger for Judy. Um, I've seen two, and I, I already, I've seen one, and I'm choosing Scarlet. Right there. There you go. I am. Ooh. See, and I really wish I would have seen at least Little Women before. Um, you know, these uh, nominations came out, but unfortunately, tickets still go, do, on go, bleh, do go on sale today for Little Women. But um, I, for as of right now, I saw Harriet. It wasn't that good. Honestly, Cynthia Irvo was the only good uh, part of the entire movie. Honestly, I think she carried the entire movie on her back. Um, but I'm just going to go with Scarlett Johansson as well. I kind of wish they had the award combined for Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But then that wouldn't be a drama, really. Well, yeah, and well, that, well, yeah, yeah, because I, well, that would like split the votes, wouldn't it? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, because I believe the same thing happened with Disney. Um, as we get into that a little bit later on. So, all right. Yeah, so easy choice. Easy choice. Easy come, easy go. Next uh, one's the next one's easy too. Um, in my eyes, in your in your eyes. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, we 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 got to back it up. Let's back it up. Let's back it up here a little bit. So the next category is best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama, and the nominees are Christian Bale for Four v Ferrari, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. What is your number one pick, Devin? Joaquin Phoenix has to win. What? He has to sweep all the awards. He has to sweep all the awards? Like, yes. All of them? Yes. All of them? If not, no. I riot. If not, you riot? <laughs> Hold on. Well, What's what? a better performance than that this year? Ooh. I don't know, man. Christian Bale did a pretty good job. Compared to The Joker... Adam Driver did a good job too, but, but, mm. you see, th this is tough because, I mean, I haven't seen Pain and Glory. I heard it was pretty good. Two Popes, I just don't know. All right, so if, if, if I'm going with an actual 
solid choice. Ugh. I'm just gonna cause some conflicts and friction, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Mm, damn, Christian Bale or Adam Driver? I'm gonna go with Christian Bale. Oh, spicy. Spicy. I'm, 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 I'm gonna change it up here a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Bale for best performance. That, that's gonna be my number one choice. Mark it down. Joker versus Ford v. Ferrari. Joker would be. I mean, I, I agree. It's just, I don't know. I'm trying to. I, I saw that movie, what, twice? And I loved it. I only saw Ford v. Ferrari once, but I, I just really like Christian Bale. I love Joaquin Phoenix as well, but. You know, I I think out of everyone here who can give him a run for his money, it probably would be Christian Bale. Absolutely. All right. All right. On to the next one here. This this one's tough. This one is very tough. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy. We have Dolomite is my name, um, produced by Netflix. Jojo Rabbit, <laughs> as Dwayne likes to say over at the Cinemania World podcast. Um, we also have Knives Out. Once upon a time in Hollywood and Rocket Man. So this, yeah, th this this is a very stacked cast. I really don't know. Um, what? I mean, like, I guess. What are your thoughts? I I, I want to pick your brain here a little bit. So the one I want to win is Jojo Rabbit, but my brain is saying it's not going to win because it's too divided. Okay. Amongst the critics. Too divided. Okay. So. Mm, so, I just have to watch the one. Like I keep putting it off. See, I I, I got like I only have like twenty minutes left, and I kind of just like stopped watching it. It, but it wasn't that it was a bad movie. I think I just got sidetracked with something else. Damn, this is very very hard, man. Because I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino, of course. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I, I think I think I'm gonna go with Knives Out winning, but I want Jojo Rabbit too. Oh, Let me choose so Knives much. Out. All right, I'm gonna go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah. Because it's because I, I also want Jojo Rabbit to win, but I'm I'm gonna go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Absolutely. And normally I don't like Sony pictures, but once in a blue moon they make a really, really good movie, and this just happens to be one of them. Yeah. But man, that that, that um hmm. Damn, this is gonna be hard. This is gonna be this is very, very stacked. Because you know, I, I would like I definitely agree with you. I think knives I would like knives out to win as well. But yeah, was something suddenly once upon a time in Hollywood. But if it doesn't, I am I can't get mad at whoever wins in this category. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's it's too good. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one here. The uh, fifth category is best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. And the nominees are <laughs> Honor de Armas from Knives Out, Aquafina, The Farewell, Kate Blanchett for Where'd You Go, Bernadette. Uh, uh, Beanie Feldstein for Book Smart. Hey, hey, hey. And Emma Thompson for Late Night. I've seen three out of the five of these movies. Yep. I haven't seen Where Did You Go, Bernadette. Did not have any desire to see Late Night whatsoever. Um, so I guess I'll just... Mm, well, I'll, 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 let, I'll let you take the first pick. Yeah, yeah I was, I was going to say, this is... oof. Mm, best Performance... My heart says Ana de Armas, and my heart also says Aquafina, and my heart says <laughs> Beanie Feldstein. She was so great, but I think for I I think uh, for the farewell, the draw for me was more of the grandmother. I'm not saying that Aquafina 
didn't do a great job, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Honor Arms for Knives Out. All right, I'm glad you did that because I'm going Aquafina. Oh, there you go. I was I, I was very close to going with uh, Beanie Feldstein because she she definitely uh, man she was great in that movie. I think the others had a little bit more depth, but obviously she was still great. Yeah, she was definitely you know I mean obviously the 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 funny one. I mean the entire movie was hysterical, but. She definitely, you know, was one of the main reasons what what kept me laughing throughout the entire movie. And, you know, Olivia Wilde. And also, actually, I wanted to a little bit of a sidetrack here. So um, I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw that uh, Dwayne had uh, posted that literally, like, no uh, female directors have been nominated for, like, anything. Like themselves, like Olivia Wilde, um, the um, the uh, from oh my gosh, from Queen and Slam, director from uh, Honey Boy. I'm like drawing a blank on their names right now because they have very um, non common names. But uh, I thought that was a bit of a bit of an issue. I'm like, hmm, I didn't even realize that. But I guess we'll get more into that once we uh, hit that uh, nominee here. So yeah. all right. Nagadam, uh, Ana de Armas versus Aquafina for best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. All right, so let's just move on here. So next category we have here is best performance by an actor in a motion picture or comedy. And our nominees are Daniel Craig for Knives Out, Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Taryn Egerton for Rocket Man and Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. So mm. another stacks, another a lot of these are pretty stacked. I mean, so far at least. Um, I guess um, I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take the reins here really quick just to see hmm. the one that I want to win. Man, this is hard. The one that I want to win uh, is Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, we all want our little Roman to get get up on that stage. Yeah, um, man. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna go. You know, I, I'm gonna go with. Mm, I want to say Leonardo DiCaprio, and I want to say Daniel Craig. Let me go, with Leo, on this one. Okay. Did, yeah, I'm gonna go, with Leo. I, I think I think Taryn's a bit of a dark horse here because you did a because Rami because Rami got all that love last year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and you know, Rami even said that nobody wants to hear me sing, and I was like, well, yeah, you know, they got that guy from YouTube who's like a, uh, Freddie, I guess you could say impersonator slash cover artist, uh, so there's always that going on, but man, I did love Daniel Craig's accent though, like it was just so funny to hear him talk that way, and I'm going, I'm going Leo too. He he was so good. He 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 really was, man. I'm just, ugh. All right, well, I guess that, that resolves the conflict for that category, but um, unless, I mean, you know, I, I could just I, I could just go Daniel Craig just to see to see who's uh, uh, right or wrong there, because, I mean, it, it is a close second for me. So It's up to you. You know what? The friction will begin. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, I'll just go with Knives Out, uh, Daniel Craig. As much as I love Roman Griffin Davis, I'm just I'm afraid that he's not going to win. But it's it's sad because I can't put my faith in it in myself. So yeah, so we'll do Leo versus Daniel Craig for best performance um, and uh, by an actor in motion picture, musical, or comedy. And chugging along here, we have one of the most interesting uh, categories here. Honestly, missing link. 
<laughs> missing link. The missing link category, aka the best motion picture animated category. Um, there is Frozen 2 by uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, aka I assume it would be How to Train Your Dragon 3 because it does continue the story from How to Train Your Dragon 2. Um, <clears throat> the Lion King. <coughs> Ugh, ugh, ugh. Sorry, I just left a little bit of a sour, sour taste in my mouth there. Uh, the Missing Link and Toy Story 4. Wow, Disney really has his stats. And only two out of the three are really, really good. So, um, Devin, which one would you like to win and which one do you think is going to win? I would like Toy Story 4 to win, and I think Toy Story 4 is going to win. All right. Okay. okay. Nice, nice and easy for me. Any uh, specific reason, or are you just a really big Toy Story fan? Uh, I think it just caught people by surprise because people weren't expecting it to be necessary, but then it warmed everyone's hearts. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I got you. I'm actually going to go with How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. Ooh. Um, different, much, different studio. Yeah. Different studios. You know what? Actually, I'm just going to go with The Missing Link. You know? Yeah. Uh, like us doing some good stuff. Or, uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with How to Train Your Dragon, uh, Hidden World because, um, I think DreamWorks really did put their all into this franchise. And to be truth be told, it is, uh, it is, if not the best, one of the best, uh, properties that DreamWorks owns. And I mean, the, the movie's phenomenal, like, honestly, like, I never really sat down to watch the series until the third one was hitting uh, theaters. And uh, I found the first two really cheap on Blu-ray. And I was like, you know what? Let's just sit down and have a laugh and see, see see where this goes. I mean, obviously it's very, very dated, but the story was really, really good. And I was like, wow, this actually has me pumped for How to Train Your Dragon 3 in World. So, all right. So we locked that one in for Tour Story versus How to Train Your Dragon. Um, my second choice would have been Frozen 2 and then Missing Link <clears throat> and then The Lion King. Um, <laughs> so there's always that. Um, all right. So next up here, God, man, we, we've been, we've been going through these pretty fast. I don't know. What, what do you think? I think once we get to TV, we can, uh, speed it up a little. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Just, you speed it up or, or take it slow. Yes. Yeah, speed it up for TV. All right. Yeah. That was we're movie guys. I mean, we like TV, but yeah, it's more about the movies. Yeah, it, it is more about the movie. I mean, I I don't I love a great TV show. There's so many great TV shows out there. Sometimes it's hard to pick to find out which ones you want to start. With movies, it is you know more of a you know two and a half two hour um, adventure just to kind of ease your mind from your daily routines. But uh, moving on here, we have best motion picture for foreign language. And the nominees are The Farewell, uh, Les, uh, Mi- I can never pronounce. Les Miserables. Les Miserables from France. Pain and Glory, uh, Parasite, <laughs> and uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Now. This, this might be the easiest one of them all. I think so, obviously. We're, uh, ooh, mm, I don't, ooh. Pa- you know, yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, 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 I didn't think of it for a second. I was like, the farewell was very, very good. But when did Les Miserables come out? I'm confused. I can't remember when that came out. I, it it might have came out like super early in the year. Like 10 years ago. I am, it, it might be a remake then, I believe. I don't know. But I hear a Portrait of a Lady on Fire is actually phenomenal. But um, 
our heart and soul is telling us that we're both going to choose Parasite. So easy. <laughs> easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And we move on to the next category here. The best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. And we have Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, which we have not seen. Annette Bening for the report. Again, we have not seen that. Uh, Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. So we've seen two. Which one are you going with? <laughs> I'm going with J-Lo. I'm really? Make it nice and spicy. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. She was great. Wait. wait uh, yeah. Okay. She, had, she was great. But Constance Wu was so much better. Like, I loved uh, Constance What? J-Lo literally played herself. No, in that she entire, didn't. In that entire movie she did. I She's swear. She's not a bad person like that. Oh, I mean, obviously. Well, I don't know what she does in her free time. <laughs> <laughs> Constance Wu is more of the main character anyways. Yeah, but is, is she actually supporting or is she main? I don't think she's nominated. All right. Good point. Whatever. And, and anyway, I'm going Laura Dern, Marriage Story. Lock it in. Even though you hated her, like okay, yeah, but like, but like she's she's the person that like you're supposed to hate. Like you're like no matter if she's fighting for Nicole or you know against Charlie, you, you were like you were not supposed to like her character. So I'm gonna go Laura Dern over J Lo. I love J Lo, but she, to me, she literally played herself. In that movie, she, she looked great. She did a fantastic job, but I think there were others who did a lot better. Constance Wu, I think, outshined J Lo, but that is all me. So I guess we'll lock that in. We'll see uh, what happens um, early January to see, you know, who uh, reigns supreme. All right. So the next category we have here is best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture, and we have. Number one, Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in This Neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Will you be mine? All right, that was kind of cheesy. But um, then we also have Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. We have uh, Al, um, Al Pacino. We have Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This one's tough. This one is very, very tough because we've seen majority of these movies this time around. It's very, very nice to... You know, choose a category from that you've seen all these movies. Uh, my, we, my heart, my heart is screaming. Brad Pitt. My heart. Is Brad Pitt <laughs> Honestly, yes, but I would definitely say. Mm. So, are, are, is 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 that your uh, your your final your your final answer? Uh, Al Pacino was just playing Al Pacino. Joe Pesci was playing Joe Pesci. Uh, he was really good though. I I love Joe Pesci in this movie. No love for. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say no love for uh, the, the, the main Irishman himself. I'm like, oh, yeah, he, he, was, he was the main. So um, I'm going Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt? Know. All right. I'll go with, um, oh, man, you took mine. I'll go with Tom Hanks. I will go with Tom Hanks. Even though something tells me he ain't going to win, I'll <laughs> go with Tom Hanks. Absolutely. I, I think he has the best. Uh, chance against running against Brad Pitt, even though I think Brad Pitt's totally gonna win, and I'm totally fine with that. So have have Aquaman loaded up in a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. Come on, man. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Nothing has been decided. Bonus features too. But no, we're not doing the bonus features. 
That movie's so bad. Man, I swear if I owned Venom, I would have chosen that over Aquaman because I enjoyed Aquaman at least more than Venom. But they're both really, really bad in my opinion. Um, not to say that, you know, other people don't like them, but hey, that's just that's just me. What is it is what it is, man. All right. Um, so the next um category we have here, the eleventh category, actually. Wow, it's been eleven already. All right, so the best uh, director motion picture category is next, and we have Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. We have Sam Mendes for uh, 1917, Todd Phillips for The Joker, um, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, and Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I think this oh, is what... God. Yeah, this is actually a really, really stacked cast here, and... And, and you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, um, no, no women directors whatsoever, and we've had a tremendous amount of them this year. I wish at least maybe one or two would have made the list. To be completely honest, because I mean, we we've we've gotten some really good movies, man. Like, oh yeah, I also forgot to mention a snub for best supporting actress. What? Where's Lapita for us? Honestly, yeah, so, I was seeing that. It's a major snub. Okay, so I bought as you know, I bought I bought us for Best Buy Black Friday. Still haven't watched it. There's a lot of them I haven't watched. I'm I'm trying to watch the bad movies first and get those out of the way. I just finished uh, X Men Dark Phoenix <laughs> before we started. So oh boy, yeah, it's I mean it is what it is, man. But you know, like, like I said, you got to get through the, uh, the 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 rubble before you get to the good stuff. You know, there's always a diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough. Um, yeah, but, I had to, had to shout out Lupita though, because yeah, no, absolutely. I, I've heard she's done a phenomenal performance. I'll definitely definitely be watching it probably midday because um, <laughs> I like to sleep at night. And I did the same thing for um, what was it, uh, Midsummer? But you know that was kind of fitting watching it in midday while it was taking place midday. But yeah, yeah, I mean it is what it is, but. Uh, man, this this uh this this best director, it's it's pretty stacked. It is very very stacked. Um, I'm having the hardest time trying to figure out who's gonna win. Obviously, you know Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino being the powerhouses that they are. I think that it would be between those two, but I really want Parasite to win, so I'm gonna go with Parasite. I'm gonna go for a wild card and put my faith in Sam Mendes and see what happens. Oh, okay. I haven't okay. seen the movie yet, but it is, dude. It sounds it is, like a lot of directing went on. It is, man. The cinematography is just phenomenal in that movie. You you'll definitely appreciate it. It's not super long either. I think it's like it just hits like right underneath two hours, and it didn't even feel like two hours. It was like. I mean, if, at one point, I was like, man, you know, it's getting kind of late. I'm not sure if I should just dip out and come back. And I normally never leave a movie unless it was Hellboy 2019. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I was just, I just kept watching. I was like, I just need to know what happens next. So, but moving on here, we have the best screenplay for most picture. We have Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story. We have Bong Joon-ho, uh, Han Jin-won for Parasite. Uh, Anthony McCartan for The Two Popes, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Stephen uh, Zalian for The Irishman. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Zalian? Sure. Sure. All right. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name there, Stephen, but the show must go on. 
Um, so who would you choose, or I guess who would you want to win, and then who who, who do you think is actually going to win? It it lines up for me again. Um, I want Bong Joon Ho to win, and I think he's going to win. All right, a lot along with it looks like he has a partner. Yeah, Han yeah, Jin Won. yeah, Han Jin Won. Hmm. Yeah, this is, I'm I'm gonna go with Marriage Story on this. All right, Marriage Story versus Parasite, best screenplay. Let's lock it up there for sure. So that that'll be pretty fun. Um, let's see what else, man. We got a lot to get through. How many of these are there? Twenty seven. There's fifteen for there's uh, two oh, more for movies. Ten, ten. Oh my gosh, ten more. All right. Well, I mean, we're making really good time. No, two more for movies. Two more for movies. Two more for okay. Well, honestly, yeah, we're making really good time. So. I guess it's just I've been I've been so hyped to talk about this all day, and I was like, all right, you know, seven o'clock, let, let's let's do this thing and let's 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 just hammer it out and ha- have some fun. So uh, next one is the best original score for motion picture. We have uh, Alexandra uh, Desplat for Little Woman. We have Hilder. I cannot pronounce that last oh. name. Good not to hear. Good not I don't can't. For, for Joker, there we go. Randy Newman for Mag- Marriage Story. You got a friend in me. And uh, Thomas Newman for nineteen seventeen. Not sure if they're related. Um, it's a pretty common last name though. <clears throat> and then uh, Daniel uh, Pemberton for Motherless Brooklyn, which I still haven't seen. Did you see yeah. it? No. Yeah, that's a shame. I was like actually thinking about doing a like review for it, but I just couldn't bring myself to see it, and I don't know why. It's just one of those. I guess I'll never know unless it pops up on a streaming service somewhere, which I'm sure it will. So, all right. So for best original score, I'm actually going to go here with uh, 1917. All right. It was very very captivating, and I loved every second of it. So, I, I kind of like the marriage story score. It was kind of weird having Toy Story guy do it, but it kind of worked. But I don't know, uh, Jokers is very good too. Like I'm going to go with Jokers. Mm, all right. So 1917 versus Joker, locking in. Hilder. 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 Good not to Good not good good tag. I don't know. No, that, that's not right. But that's okay. Right. Time for the last movie <clears throat> one. Time for the last big one here. So uh, next category we have on the list is going to be best original song. And that's going to be uh, the nominees here. Uh, Beautiful Ghosts uh, from Cats. Uh, music by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Taylor Swift. Uh, I'm going to Love Me Again, Rocket Men. Uh, music by Elton John. Lyrics by Bernie uh, Taup- Taupin. Uh, Into the Unknown. Frozen. There we go. With uh, Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Spirits? Spirits? Lion King? When did that happen? Timothy McKenzie, Beyonce, and Ilya Salamanderism. I don't know. I can't pronounce her last name either. Um, what what uh, music? What, what was that? D- do you remember that? I don't really remember any of these except for Frozen 2 because it was the most recent. And then in the last one, we have our stand-up uh, from Harriet, music by uh, Joshua, Brian Campbell, and Cynthia Irvo. And the lyrics as well by both of those. Um, yeah, I 
I mean, what's uh, uh, Larry from the uh, Cinemania world? He had mentioned that he was really excited for this. I think he is uh, standing for stand up here pretty hard, but I'm gonna go. Mm. You're, okay, so are, are you gonna choose? You're, you're going Frozen too? I'm assuming that's the only one I remember. So I guess honestly, I mean, like I, I mean, I kind of remember. I'm gonna love me again, but I'll go with Into the Unknown as well. So yeah, no love is, lost. Oh yeah. Oh well, it is. It, it is what it is, man. I just a lot of these it, we haven't seen cats, so man, you have, don't plan on it. <laughs> Oh, oh, there we go. All right, so we throw that out of our uh, <clears throat> arsenal. At least I don't. I, I don't know, man. I've never seen cats. I have. I mean, I know it's about cats, but that, that, that's all I know. You know, I, I, I have no clue what to expect. I mean, the, it's also the, it's going up against Star Wars. Like, what are you doing? Who, yeah, who are you? yeah. Oh, yeah. It comes out the same weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, same day. <clears throat> well, I'll definitely be seeing Star Wars for like five times in a row and little woman as well that comes out a few days after but definitely going to see both of those before i even attempt to go see cats yeah i don't know wow i didn't even realize that came and out uncut thought, gems. oh oh that's right i think that hits my theater december 24th so christmas yeah. christmas eve so i'll definitely be checking that out as well i didn't want to you know use one of my um amc um, you know, stops for it yet because you know there's a few movies coming up this weekend. We like I like to see, so I didn't want to you know cast it out there too much. After this weekend that comes up, um, a after the weekend of the 13th, definitely I will be uh you know locking that in for to go see it on Christmas Eve. So it's gonna be a pretty packed uh, Christmas Christmas movie days for me. So all right, so I believe that does it for all of the silver screen. Um, nominations that we have here and on to the movies or the TV shows on to the TV shows and then later on well I, I've, ha, wait have you been marking, marking down what, <laughs> what we're supposed to be pitting up against because I'll probably just go over it later I've been making I'm marking my choices okay okay I'll, I'll, I'll mark my choices here in a bit but alright <clears throat> so for TV I haven't seen most of these so we can just kind of like give our choices and Get it over with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So uh, the first uh, category we have here for TV, small screen, but still a very big impact in uh, film culture, I would say, um, is Big Little Lies by HBO, The Crown, um, Netflix, uh, Killing Eve, BBC America, The Morning Show, Apple TV Plus, and Succession HBO. So I'm gonna go with Succession because everyone talks about it, and it must be good. I was going. That's my reasoning. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I've I've heard. And honestly, no, uh, no, no love for Watchmen or his Dark Materials because those are really, really good on HBO. Um, I've never seen Big Little Lies, and just like you, I've heard a lot of good things about Succession. Um, I think I stopped watching Morning Show. Well, I mean, I've been kind of trying to keep up with it. Like, it's not bad, but I don't think I'll be really going too much farther into it. I think it's like what five, six episodes in, seven episodes. I think I'm like six episodes in. I don't know, but I'm gonna go with The Crown because I actually started watching that on Netflix a while back, and I really, really enjoy it. And I enjoy it a lot more than The Morning Show, and I haven't seen any of these others. So, uh, Succession versus The Crown. 
for best television series. All right. All right. <clears throat> so the next uh, category we have here is best performance by an actress in a television series drama. We have Jennifer Aniston, The Morning Show, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, uh, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies, and Reese Witherspoon for The Morning Show. What are you going to be choosing here? I'm just going to guess Olivia Coleman. Let's see if she can keep her hot streak up. Oh, man, you took mine. Crap. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, from, from what I've seen from the morning show, I would definitely have to say that Reese Witherspoon is definitely the, um, the attention drawer for me because she's just a phenomenal actor. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and uh, and I I agree with Olivia Coleman. You know she's been doing fantastic work as the um, the older version of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Claire Foy uh, originally took the helm before uh, Olivia Coleman on the crown. So this is um, King. I'm sorry, not King Elizabeth. Excuse me, Queen Elizabeth. God save the Queen um, <laughs> in her later years. So let's go. Um, I mean, because I mean, I, I would choose Olivia Coleman, but I want to see if Reese Witherspoon is going to win something for the morning show. So we'll do All Olivia right. versus uh, Reese Witherspoon for this category here. This next one, and I'm actually kind of like this kind I'm completely blind here. This this okay. This this grinding my gears because for we have the best performance by an actor in the television series. We have Brian Cox for Succession, Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones, Rami Malek for Mr. Robot, uh, Tobias uh, Menzies for The Crown, and Billy Porter for Pose. Now, as much as I agree with Kit Harrington, this is the only Game of Thrones nomination for the Golden Globes. The, the, this is literally, it's, it's not even on here for Best Television Series, which to me... Kind of grinds my gears a little bit because say what you will about season eight of Game of Thrones um, and as bad as D&D were writers for, you know, all these other original, you know, um, screenplays that, that they've helped create. Game of Thrones is literally has it's changed TV for the better and still to this day remains as literally one of the best TV shows we've ever gotten, regardless of the ending. And I can name like four other shows that have worse endings anyway, but I'm not getting into that right now. But that's the only issue that I have between, um, especially for the coming up category with best television series. But Kit Harrington, I'm going to have to go with Kit Harrington for best performance by an actor in a television series. I'm going Rami Malek. See if he can also keep his hot streak going. All right. So Kit versus Rami for best performance by an actor in television series. Now, um, since I kind of already touched on this, best television series, <laughs> musical or comedy, um, we have uh, Barry for HBO, which I hear is very, very good. Um, <clears throat> Hannah from Sandimania World like absolutely loves the show, and I've been meaning to check it out myself. It's one of the main reasons I need to get HBO. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you still don't have it. Man, nope. you've been watching Disney Plus for too long. Yeah. <laughs> every uh, Friday. Every, fr <laughs> every Friday. Uh, we got Fleabag for, uh, from Amazon Prime Video. The Kaminsky Method for Netflix. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Prime Video. And The Politician Netflix. Now, <clears throat> I've only started watching one of these shows, and that was Fleabag. But I'm gonna go with Barry because I hear Barry is fan freaking tastic and it has Bill Hader. So 
That's my choice. I'm going Fleabag because I watched all of it and I loved all of it. All right, there we go. So we got Barry versus Fleabag for best television series, musical or comedy. So moving on here, we have the next category, the best performance by an actress in a television series, musical or comedy. We have Christina Applegate um, from Dead to Me, Rachel uh, Broshanin uh, from The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel, Kirsten Dunst on uh, from On Becoming a God in Central Florida. She's what? I didn't even know she was still doing anything. Uh, Natasha Leone for Russian Doll and Phoebe Waller Bridge for Fleabag. Um, I'm just gonna go Fleabag because I never watched any of these other TV shows. So I've actually seen three of these. Oh, have you really? Which ones? Surprisingly, Dead to Me, Russian Doll, and Fleabag. Terrible. All pretty good. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. Well, besides Fleabag, we know Fleabag's really, really good. So, which one would you uh, give your pick to you think is going to win? I'm going to go with Rachel Brosnahan because I think she won last year. Oh, oh, you're right. You know, I think you're right. I think you're right. The Golden Globes were a mess last year, weren't they? It was terrible for some, but there's a lot of snubs in there. Freaking Rami Malek, I swear. Some days, I just, some days, still think about it. But uh, moving on here, we have the best performance by an actor in a television series, um, musical or comedy. So uh, we have uh, Michael Douglas for The Comiskey Method, Bill Hader for Barry, Ben Platt for The Politician, Paul Rudd for Living With Yourself, and Rami Youssef for Rami. So, um, again, I've only seen one of these, and I'm going to go with Paul Rudd for Living With Yourself because I think he did a really, really great job, um, you know, with the themes that that uh, show kind of touches on, especially with depression and, you know, um, marital issues and what have you. So what would you choose? I'm going Bill Hader. Okay. I love love him. The Bill is back. Great show. All right, there we go. So, for best performance by an actor in television series, we have Bill Hader versus the Rudd, the Paul Rudd, aka Ant Man. Um, so, <clears throat> let's move on here. Excuse me, my voice is getting a little <clears throat> raspy there. And for our next, uh, out of, I think we have a few more to go here, but not too much. Uh, the next category we have here is best television limited series or motion picture made for television. That was, that was actually a mouthful to say. Um, anyway, we have uh, Catch-22 that's on Hulu, uh, produced by Paramount, Paramount uh, Television, Chernobyl by HBO. Uh, Fosse slash Verdon, uh, FS, FX Networks. I totally forgot that that was an actual thing. Uh, the Loudest Voice for Showtime and Unbelievable Netflix. And I think it's pretty simple about what we're going to choose. But one of the I would like to choose Unbelievable, but I'm going to choose Chernobyl because everyone talked about it. You know what? Man, that's a good. All right, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with unbelievable because that was going to be my initial choice. I've not seen Chernobyl, so that's why I was going to choose unbelievable. So we got uh, Chernobyl versus unbelievable for best television limited series. <clears throat> so 
Moving on here to the 22nd category, we have best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television. And we have, again, Caitlin Dever, uh, unbelievable. Uh, Joey King for The Act. Uh, Helen Marin for Catherine the Great. Merritt Weaver for Unbelievable. Hey. And Michelle Williams for uh, Fosse slash Ferdin. And honestly, I want to say really quick, I'm not... I feel like I'm going through these really fast because, like, when they uh, announced them this morning, they just, like, blew through them. Like, I think they did, like, um, I think they did TV first and then they did um, film, uh, the movies. And um, I think Tim Allen was there. And he's worked with Caitlin Dever on Last Man Standing, the sitcom, which is actually really, really good. But um, I, f- I forgot who else is there. I think Dakota Fanning was there. Um, but they literally just like blew through them. Like they went through all the television and then they took like a 10, 15 minute break. And then they just came back for like another, what, 10 minutes and did all of the movie stuff. And then that was literally it. They're like, all right, see you January 5th. Bye. And then that was literally the end of it. I was like, can you just like post this online next time? Like, I, I honestly don't feel like waking up that early just to watch a, you know, 15 to 20 second video. And like, I mean, if people are just going to post them on Twitter and stuff later, that that's literally all I, I need, but that's a Hollywood foreign press association for you. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, getting back to this best performance actor for a limited series, um, what would be your number one pick or who do you think is actually going to win? Caitlin Dever. All right. Pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, I got you there. I'm actually going to go. Um, I'll go with Merritt Weaver just to see who between the two. I mean, I know the votes are probably going to be split for this one anyway, but I've never seen these other uh, TV shows. So, and I think, uh, you know, I think Merritt Weaver did a phenomenal job as well as Caitlin Dever. Um, and especially the perfect send off that that TV show had at the very end. It was so, so amazing. So we got uh, Caitlin D versus Merritt W. <laughs> Both for Merit. unbelievable. <laughs> it's an odd name. It really is, isn't it? I mean, honestly, I mean, if you think about Florence, that's, I mean, it's more of an odd name. I never, I mean, I've named, I know a few people named after a city. I, there was this one girl uh, growing up um, in my uh, grade in high school. Her name was London. But, and there was another girl. Her name was Chardonnay. London so, Tipton. London Tipton. I've been watching a lot of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, man. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I think I'm on season two, but I forgot how many. I totally forgot how many episodes were in each season. But it actually goes, you know, in order. Unlike Spider-Man, the 90s Spider-Man, which they need to fix. And I actually need to check to see if they fix it. Because season one, <laughs> episode one, that is... No, <laughs> that is not how all this starts. It just throws, they're just all con- concocted together and all this craziness. So <clears throat> anyway, I digress. Um, so the next um, nomination or category, I should say, that we have here is going to be the best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for television. So we have Christopher Abbott for Catch-22, uh, Sancha Baron Cohen for The Spy, Russell Crowe, for the loudest voice, uh, Jared uh, Harris for Chernobyl and Samuel and uh, Sam Rockwell, excuse me, Samuel Tarley. I was gonna say, wow, I'm all Game of Thrones up, dude. But uh, Sam Rockwell for uh, Foss slash Vernon. 
So I'm, this is the one I'm most blind on. I have no idea. Same, and I think I'm just gonna go with I'll I'll go with Catch Twenty Two with Christopher Abbott just to see if he wins. I'm just gonna go Sam Rockwell. He's the only I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, totally lost in this category because you know I mean, but, but it's like even even so, like yes, like. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that I don't watch a lot of television because I do, but these are not the shows that I'm watching. Chernobyl is something I do want to check out, but right now I'm watching like His Dark Materials. You know, we got all the stuff in Disney Plus and especially Watchmen, which I think it has definitely been snubbed from all of this because it is a phenomenal show. <clears throat> all right, so the next category we have up here, the 24th category of the evening, is Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in a Limited Series or Motion Picture Made for Television. <clears throat> and we have, I'm just going to start, I'm going to start from the, from, from the ground up here. So we have Emily Watson for Chernobyl, Meryl Streep for Big Little Lies, Tony Collette for Unbelievable, uh, Helena Carter for The Crown, and Patricia Arquette for The X. I would choose Tony Collette because I'm not that far into The Crown and I haven't watched, I haven't started watching with Olivia Colman, so I'm assuming that's a character um, during Queen Elizabeth's time uh, on that season. So I'm just going to go with Tony Collette for uh, Unbelievable. I'm going to go with Meryl Streep because she's Meryl Streep. Agreed. Agreed. She's also going to be in Little Woman, so I'm actually very excited for that. I love to see Meryl Streep in pretty much anything that she's in, because she's just that dang good. I don't know. So, <clears throat> all right, moving on here, we have uh, Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role um, in a Series, Limited um, Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television. They, the re they really need to, like, Start chopping down a lot. I feel, I feel bad for the presenters. <laughs> Wait, who, who are the presenters this year? I don't know. Just whoever has to read this. It's rough. Yeah, it really is rough. Because, like, I'm going through this and, like, wait, do we do that already? And, like, no, it's 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 kind of, like, the same thing, but it's not. But it kind of is. But anyway, let me uh, read off these uh, nominees here. The last one. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is the last one. Oh, my gosh. There, we made it. There we go. Um, so we have uh, Alan Arkin for the Kaminsky Method. We have uh, Kieran Culkin for Succession. Macaulay's brother. Macaulay. Oh, oh wow! Did not know that. Um, we have uh, Andrew Scott for Fleabag. Uh, Stellan uh, Kargsgard. Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård for Chernobyl, and uh, Henry. <laughs> Such a funny last name. Henry Winkler. Winkler. <laughs> For Barry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go with the guy with a funny name. Uh Henry <laughs> Henry Winkler. I'm gonna go with the guy with the cool name, Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård. No love for Fleabag, really. Very shocked, Evan. Sorry. Right. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, fair enough. Alright, so uh for that last nominee, uh we have Fleabag versus Barry for the best performance in an actor in a supporting role series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. They really need to like just oh my gosh, these they just need to chop down some of these categories. But um, that actually concludes every single uh, category and every single nominee for the Golden Globes. 
Um, it will be coming out. Um, I believe it is January 5th, 2020. I could be wrong, but I'm like 99% sure. But actually, really, uh, I wanted to go through um, all the motion picture distributors really quick because this is actually a really big deal, and it's actually pretty exciting. So um, starting off, we actually have Netflix for 17 nominations, which is insane because everyone always tries to act like you know, oh, you know, streaming services, they can't play in the big leagues, they can't be in the Oscars, they can't be a part of any awards. And because for whatever reason, just because it's, you know, a streaming service, but say what you will about Netflix, they're definitely the most reliable streaming service that we have right now. And, you know, regardless, yeah, sometimes they don't have really good movies, but it looks like that is changing. Um, with Marriage Story, I uh, don't really want to talk about Tall Girl because that movie was just terrible. But they have a lot of great original shows as well. So th- I think this is a really big, st- uh, a really uh, good step in the right direction for yeah, uh, like the I streaming said, service. Netflix mm-hmm. is king. Netflix is king, honestly. They really are. And so next on the list, we have Sony Pictures are releasing. Uh, they have had eight nominations for um these uh golden globe awards then we're moving on to walt disney uh studio motion pictures they had six warner brothers had six uh lionsgate had five universal pictures had five nominees neon had four amazon studios had three uh paramount pictures and uh united artists releasing also had three uh, A24, Focus Features, Fox Light, uh, Fox Searchlight, excuse me, Pictures, and Sony uh, Pictures Classics all had two nominations. And then uh, STX Films and LT, uh, LD, excuse me, LD Entertainment slash Roadside Attractions had one each. And a very, actually, no love for, um, for Peanut Butter Falcon because that was actually, a uh, distributor was Roadside Attractions. Good point. Yeah, I'm very, very sad for that. But, um, and also really quick, just wanted to cover the uh, nomina- uh, nominations by Television Network. So we have uh, Netflix, again, at 17. Uh, HBO together makes 15. Hulu makes five. Amazon Prime, Prime Video makes five. Uh, FX Net- Network makes four. Apple TV Plus and Showtime uh, both make uh, three, respectively. Um, and BBC America makes two. It nominations and USA Network has one. And honestly, I would say this is pretty big for Apple TV Plus, especially since um, you know they came in the game so early. It was like maybe what, like a month, maybe a month and a half ago when Apple TV Plus launched. I know they don't have the best shows. Um, I really wanted to try out uh, Servants, but maybe just watch the first three episodes to see how it um, holds up. But I'm only honestly watching it for Rupert Grant, to be completely honest with you. But yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that does conclude our Golden Globe uh, 2020 nominations here. Um, there are a few other little um, you know, television series programs uh, going by like the nomination numbers. Uh, just want to really hint really quick that Marriage Story actually did get six nominations, making it the most out of all. Irishman got five. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got five. Um, Knives Out got three. Parasite got three. 
1917 also got three as well. So did the two popes got four. So I just wanted to make those quick little mentions. So that pretty, you know, it goes so on and so forth there. We don't have to go through all of those. But um, that pretty much concludes this podcast for that. Um, but I'm really excited for this, man. You know, we're full swing award season and I, I, anything can happen. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you really quick. Uh, do you think this um, this nomination list is uh, stacks up to the last year? Do you think it's better? Do you think it's worse? Do you think there's more snubs? Well, I barely remember anything from last year's because I remember it being pretty bad. So, <laughs> like, expectations aren't very high. So, they can, they can match it. <laughs> Who hosted last year? Was it Andy Samberg? I don't know. I can't remember. The only thing I remember coming out from last year was that uh, was that Bohemian Rhapsody won for Best Picture Drama, and I was like, yeah. "What in God's name is going on here?" Because that movie was terrible. As much as I love Queen, and I do own this on uh, digital, but um, it's just, the editing's terrible, and honestly, it's, I mean, and, you know, people are saying, oh, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a Queen, you know, biopic, and it's like, well, yeah, it's a biopic, but I can just listen to their music on Spotify and be good, because it's honestly all it was, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping this year will be a little bit better. I'm hoping that the hosts are going to be a lot better. And I, I, I wish they would, because uh, last year I feel like they didn't take it as seriously. And uh, truth be told, like, you know, throughout the year, during the beginning of the year, we only had a, a handful of really good movies. But, you know, towards the end of the year, as soon as fall hit, that's definitely where a lot of these uh, newer, uh, you know, more recent releases are starting to shine over the previous ones. Uh, no love for Avengers Endgame, but honestly, I didn't really expect it to be here. But, hey, I mean, Joker made it, so I guess anything's possible. But um, as I said before, that does conclude this uh, podcast. So, um, sorry, we just little bit tired here you know it's monday night everyone's got work tomorrow um and what have you but thank you all for listening seriously you know we try to get this out as fast as we can you know with the schedules that we have um but i really wanted to make a few more announcements here before we close up so again uh you can listen to us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify um anchor and stitcher and you can also follow us on twitter and instagram go ahead and follow us on instagram because we started that um a few days ago and you know we're starting to get a little bit of a following and we just want to get the information out for you guys we may not be able to cover everything that like culture crave does on twitter or lights camera barstool does or variety you know because a lot of those um Twitter pages have more insight than we do, but we will continue to at least bring our own content to the table and some uh, movie and TV film related news for all you lovely, lovely folks out there. And also, uh, don't forget, we um, our new giveaway started for the uh, Planet of the Ape trilogy. Uh, Matt Reeves' Planet of the Ape tri- trilogy uh, digital code giveaway. So it's going to be three movies, one winner. Three movies and one winner. So, you know, I just figured... Someone should at least have the entire trilogy instead of doing three separate um, giveaways because honestly, I don't feel like doing that. And that seems like a lot of work for that. So I'm just going to give one lucky winner the entire trilogy. So um, that started today. And uh, you can also find that on a pin tweet over on our Twitter. And I'll also put the link to it um, f- um, in the podcast description and in the YouTube description as well uh, for those listening over on YouTube. 
And the last thing I think we have coming up, uh, this coming up Wednesday, within the next few days, we're gonna be doing our Star Wars recap review. Uh, we're not gonna be covering all eight movies because um, that's a lot. And we really just wanted to focus on this uh, current, the uh, sequel trilogy. So we're going to be uh, doing a recap review of The Force Awakens and Last Jedi. And we're gonna be having some special guests on there with us as well. We're gonna be having Dwayne and Alex over from the Cinemania World podcast joining us. So we'll have a lot of good fun there and you know, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, hot takes, I'm sure, going back and forth uh, between everyone who will be on the podcast. But I believe that does it. And we're also, I, I think, are we going to review Jumanji? What is it? Next level? I'm, I'm going to see it. All right. I, I mean, we'll, we'll, I, mean I, I watched the first one today. Um, it was okay. Like, I mean, it was definitely really, really funny. But, like, I swear that, like, they just had an excuse to be like, oh, um, you know, welcome to the jungle. Let's make a Jumanji movie out of this. <laughs> but I mean, overall, um, I, I can't see myself um, watching it again. I mean, I bought it for like six bucks, but I mean, that's totally fine. If I do watch it again, it won't be until later down the line. Um, it was funny. I'm actually very surprised that this is uh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what it says in the back of the box, at least. So. I don't know, but I definitely say it, it, it entertained me through and through. So I, I got you this for. Yeah, 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 and you know I'm more of a stand for the original Jumanji, but hey, man, that's that's Sony Pictures for you. Um, but yeah, that concludes uh, today's podcast. As I've said for like the third time, um, and always, Devin, thank you for coming on. Um, to cover all this uh, wonderful, wonderful Golden Globes. I can't imagine when the Oscars comes out. Definitely have to bring in some more people for that because <laughs> that's, this, this is a lot to get through. I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't think we we're going to be able to get through all these. You know, we've done Golden Globes uh, last year. You can check out those videos if you really care about them. A lot of people probably don't because it's time to move on from all those crappy decisions they made last year. But anyway, um, that'll be it. And we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.